Welcome to Sizzlin' Arrow Outdoors. Our podcast, like our community, is all about helping you live a healthier lifestyle by learning how to prepare your own mouth-watering meals for friends and family while supporting local farmers and ethical hunting practices. Fresh, clean, organic. It's time to eat right by owning your food from turf to table. And now, here's your host, Sizzlin' Arrow founder, Paul Rhodes. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Sizzling Arrow Podcast. I am your host, Paul Rhodes, and thank you for tuning in today. If this is the first time that you have listened to the Sizzling Arrow Podcast, we focus primarily on hunting, wild game cooking, and supporting our local farmers in our communities. So that's really it in a nutshell. If you want to learn more about it, make sure you check out the first episode, Introduction to Sizzling Arrow, and check out our website that puts everything in a lot more detail, and that is www.sizzlingarrow.com. If you have been listening to us for any amount of time now, thank you for coming back. I know you're going to enjoy this episode as much as you've enjoyed the others. So anyway, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We are, or I am, going to be talking or telling you guys a story of the last hunt or last successful hunt of uh, the deer season here in North Carolina. So I had the opportunity to take a first time bow hunter out on a hunt. So we went out on two different hunts and first hunt we got skunked. You know, we got one big buck out on camera when we were heading to the property, but we didn't see anything after that. So that was kind of a bummer, but you know, we still had a good, good time, uh, just sitting there in the stand showing, uh, Jim how to kind of look for signs and what to look for, scrapes, rubs, trails, stuff like that, how to place stands, all that. So he got a pretty good education on that first hunt, but the second hunt was a lot more action, if you would. And, um, we decided to use a climbing stand and a tree saddle. So really good setup. But anyway, before we get into that story, uh, we do have a few things coming up this year. Uh, I've got squirrel hunts, youth squirrel hunts, and, um, you know, either father, son, mother, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter, uh, style hunts. And those are starting at $75 per person. Or if you do a, uh, parent, uh, child combo, it's $125 per uh, combo and 22 rifle will be provided. I can provide that and I will have a sack lunch for both of you or for the person that is going with me and it'll be a lot of fun. So these are for half day, probably morning hunts. We'll get out there um, probably around 7 38 and it's not going to be like a deer hunt we're not going to get out there super super early but you know we'll get out there fairly early just enough to get the brisk cold and get those squirrels running around but if anyone's interested in squirrel hunts you know shoot me an email paul at sizzlingarrow.com and we can see if we can set something up for you uh we do have predator hunts that are going to be running pretty much all all fall or all winter and those are 125 for a half day uh, we'll do those in the morning and uh, sack lunch will be included as well. And if you don't have a rifle, I will provide a rifle for you. So great stuff there. And coming up in spring, we'll do some, excuse me, we'll do some turkey hunts and uh, we'll start archery deer hunting when deer season opens up here in North Carolina. So if you are interested in hunting with me, uh, these are dedicated to first time hunters or uh, hunters that just don't have an option to go on 
private land. Uh, want to learn a few things and hopefully see some uh, animals running around. So shoot me an email. Again, that's Paul at arrow.com And now we're going to get into the story. So like I said, I had the opportunity to take a first time hunter and you know, really this is what sizzling arrow is all about is just introducing people to the wonderful sport of hunting, uh, archery hunting, gun hunting, uh, just hunting in general and showing you how to, process that animal, uh, field care that animal and, you know, cook that animal up. So, you know, that's exactly what we did. And to be honest with you, this experience that I had with Jim, the, I think it was Wednesday, December 20, I don't even know what, let me check, see what date it was. Not that it really matters, but I just want to be as detailed as possible. Yeah. Wednesday, December 29th, uh, we went out in the morning and you know, like I was saying, it, this experience was very special to me uh, on a spiritual level, and I'll get into that uh, here a little bit later. But so we started off, we got out to the woods at about five o'clock, and um, you know, we met at my house at 4 30, got everything set up, and uh, drove out to the property. Got there about five, well, we got there about quarter to five, got into the woods, and found the tree that I had picked out um, around five o'clock. I was set up with a climber and he had his tree saddle, which those, those are pretty cool little contraptions. I've never used one, but if you have everything put together and able to get up in the tree quickly, it, uh, it it's great. I mean, those things are amazing. So uh, I think I'm probably going to try a tree saddle at some point, uh, but I'll stick with a climber for now. But anyway, I, we found the tree, had the tree set up. And I climbed up into the tree, probably about 25 feet, and then Jim followed behind me uh, in his tree saddle. So this way, I could kind of coach him along without being too, without moving too much or making too much noise. So I'm like right there, similar to kind of a double man stand, or you know, have you seen hunting videos, the uh, cameraman and uh, hunter setup. So uh, had similar setup there, and. We sat there, waited for the sun to come up. We probably sat in the tree about 35, 40 minutes before the sun came up for legal shooting light. But right before legal shooting light, we hear some through the through the uh, leaves. And, you know, everyone that's hunted, they know that feeling and uh, the excitement that you get when you hear the leaves rustling. And we're trying to figure out where the sound's coming from and couldn't couldn't pinpoint it, couldn't pinpoint it. And then it came right below us and I looked down possum big old fat possum running over to uh the mineral i had set out but you know that, that was pretty fun to watch but anyway sun come up and probably not 10 to 15 minutes after legal shooting light we had two does come in behind us and i i i boshed this one <laughs> i screwed this one up because i i seen him looking at something so i poked my head around the tree and as soon as i poked my head around the tree the big doe spotted me so she like looked up got a little nervous and they just walked back off into the thick. So we didn't scare them too bad. They didn't blow at us or anything. They didn't smell us. So that, that was a good thing. So they, Jim was a little disappointed and I was like, don't worry, man, it will, we'll see some more coming in. Just be patient and stay still. So we're, we're sitting there probably oh, 25 minutes later or so. And my timing could be off, but anyway, we're going to go 25 minutes. Um, 
this little buck comes walking in and I seen him uh, out of the corner of my eye. So I turn around, I'm looking and then I turn around to let Jim know he's coming. But Jim, Jim's already focused on him. Jim seen him just as soon as I did. So I was like, okay, he's got this thing pegged. And I was like, Jim, hold on. Let me, let me look at him, make sure he's, uh, you know, good enough to shoot. And there's, he's not a button buck or anything like that. So I'm looking at it and, you know, he's a young deer. He's a, he's a, uh, probably a yearling, but he had some deformations, uh, on his right, left side. And, uh, he was missing the horn on the right side. So it's it kind of strange, but anyway, before I could say, let him get broadside, the deer was broadside in gym sights and I hear this thump, and then that deer bolts, right? You know, he takes off and I was like, oh, all right, well that, that worked. I looked down at Jim. I was like, you going to be happy with that one? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Why? I was like, well, you hit him. It was a good job. Good shot. So, you know, he, he's excited. Everyone has that, knows that feeling of after you shoot one, you're shaking, you're excited. Adrenaline's running. Um, but I tell you, man, he, for first time bow hunter, I mean, he picked up his bow. He bought his bow in March and had been practicing all through the summer into the fall. Never shot a bow before. And, you know, he was able to come out with me twice and knock a deer down on day two. And he, he did a great job. He kept his nerves in check. He made a great shot on this deer. And... Yeah, it was it was awesome, phenomenal job. So I, I do got to applaud him. I didn't do a whole lot except for putting him in the tree. So he, he did everything else. But anyway, I was looking through the binoculars and looking to see where the blood is. I seen a good blood trail. I seen this arrow laying on the ground too. So I was like, okay, well that's a good sign. So I was like, let's give him about 10, you know, 15 minutes. And uh, you never know if something else may come walking through. It's not unheard of. So we're sitting there. And Jim, rightfully so, is super excited. He can't stay still for nothing. And I'm sitting up there trying to be quiet, trying to stay still, see if something else will come out. And the tree's moving. I hear a bunch of rustling. I look down and Jim's like looking around the tree, you know, just trying to keep his nerves in check. But he's moving around all over the place. I was like, Jim, we're not going to see anything if you keep moving around. You need to stop moving. Chill out. He's like, okay, okay. So about 10 minutes later, the tree starts moving again. I start hearing some rustling. I looked at he's doing the same thing. I was like, do you want to go get your deer? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, let's go down. We're, we're not going to see anything anyway if we're moving around like this. So we ended up getting down and going over and checking the uh, blood trail. And, you know, because I, I watched the deer run off. And so I had a fairly good idea of where it went. So we went down grabbed the arrow and it had little remnants of what it looked like is uh, some gut in there. So it was a little far back, but no big deal. The, I mean, it was, it was a lot of good blood and we decided that we should probably just keep looking for it because it, it looked like a liver shot probably. Um, so we ended up trailing it through, but after the big initial blood spot where the arrow was, we lost the trail. Couldn't find any blood anywhere. So we backtracked, went back, looked for the blood, um, couldn't find any. So I was like, all right, well, I've seen him come running through this way. So I went down uh, across the ditch and onto the other side, and I'm looking around, not seeing anything. I was like, oh, this ain't good. So finally found a little speck of blood in the leaves, and I found another speck and another speck. And uh, you know, Jim, Jim was impressed. He was, he was amazed that we were able to find a little bitty speck of blood on the leaves just by 
know, glancing around seeing, but we found the blood trail and we followed that and then we lost it again. And we kept looking, walking around, found some more blood and lost it again. So I was like, all right, well, if they're hit, they usually go downhill towards water. So I went down to the bottom, kind of followed the creek base along, see if he fell down in the creek anywhere. Couldn't find him anywhere. And went across the other part of the property to the other side of the creek where it's a little bit deeper. Couldn't find it anywhere. Nothing. No blood, no nothing. So we're sitting here looking around for probably about two hours. Finding little specks of blood here and there. And when I came back from the other side of the property where the creek was, Jim's like, I found some more blood. I was like, all right, great. Did you mark it? He's like, yeah, I got it marked up right here. I was like, okay, well, he's going down this way. All right, so... I'm going to head down here, keep looking here, and I'm going to see if I can find anything over this way. So this is where my special moment kind of comes in. And I'm walking down in the bottom of this little creek bottom, and I just kind of look up at the sky, and I was like, can you please give me a sign? I can't lose this deer. So after I said that, I'm looking around through the trees, and I see this kind of unusual looking mark on one of the trees. I was like, what the hell is that? So I started walking towards it and it's a big old splat of blood over this tree. I was like, okay, well that, that's a good sign. Thank you. Yeah, that, that works. So I started following the blood trail through there and it started getting real thick in there. Honestly, if it would have got much thicker, I would have had to crawl through this space and I lost the trail again. So I crawled through this little spot, not crawled, but kind of hunched down and walked through this little spot of thick brush and uh, burrs. Came through, found one little speck of blood, but nothing else. And I looked to my left and there's what seems to be a bedding area. I wasn't too excited about going into this place. So, and it was super thick and I lost the blood. So I, I was like, there's... There's really no way that we're probably going to find this deer. It's too thick. I have no blood. So I, I, as bad as it sounds, I had kind of given up at this point. So I tracked back, went to Jim, and said, Jim, man, I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, this is part of hunting. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. We're probably not going to find this deer. Um, it, it's too thick back there. And the look on his face just... it. it kind of broke my heart a little bit because I've been there. I've done that. I, I know what it feels like to lose a deer. And with it being his first hunt or first year hunting, first deer he shot, it would have been devastating. So, you know, he was saying to me, you know, I practice all year. I, I'm a good shot. I was like, I know you're a good shot. It wasn't a bad shot. I'm not sure what happened. And um, he's like, well, He's like, maybe I'm not quite cut out for this. And that's the last feeling that I wanted my new hunter to feel leaving a hunt with me. I don't want anyone feeling like they are not cut out for this because that's not the point. We want, we want excitement. We want to make sure that the hunting sticks, right? We want, we want them to continue to hunt, continue to come back and continue to uh, just enjoy the sport and uh, do what we do and uh, share what we love with everybody else. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it one more try. I'm going to go in there and see what I can find. Uh, I, I told Jim, I was like, just keep looking for some blood in here. 
And if you see anything going in, just shoot me a text, okay? So I go back in through the slick stuff, start looking through, and still couldn't find any blood. Found some fresh droppings and stuff, but no blood. And I did the same thing I did when I before I found the tree. I look up at the sky and I was like, would you please give me another sign? I was like, I, I seriously, I cannot lose this deer. It's going to crush him. So after I said that, started looking through the creek bottom, looking for other signs, seeing if there's anything in there that may represent where he went. And I look over and there's like this little white brush. Um, I don't know what it was. It looked like a, I don't know, some white uh, grass or something like that. But this thing started moving like it was being kicked, like it was rustling around. It, it wasn't wind. And as crazy as it sounds, I know y'all going to think I'm nuts, but as crazy as it sounds, it looked like it was being kicked. And I was like, well, that, that, the heck is that? That's not normal. And then another one on the other side, it started being kicked too, or looked like it being kicked. I was like, that's really weird. I was like, there's no way that that thing is still alive. And I was like, there's no way he's laying over there. I, I, no. So I was like, let's go check it out. So I started walking over there and sure enough, laying in that spot was the damn deer. Stiff as a board. He'd been dead for a while. And I, it just, uh, it was so surreal, the experience that I had there. And I, I don't, if, if you don't believe in God, I tell you, he's, he's real. And I don't want this to become a religious thing, but it's, it's amazing. I mean, he, they say he works in mysterious ways. He sure does, but he sure helped us out that day. It, it was so crazy. I mean, it, it just gives me kind of goosebumps talking about it. But yeah, it's that that was my special moment. It really gave me a closer connection with God Himself, and um, yeah, just made me realize that it's you know I knew He was real, and I believed, but this just icing on the cake. It was so cool. It was so cool. And so anyway, um, going back into the story here. So I, I, I was super stoked, super happy. And it, it wasn't a bad shot. He hit him high, like a little far back, not too far back, but in high in the rib and it came out, uh, and towards the back. So it was, <clears throat> that deer should have died 20 to 30 yards, uh, from where we hit him. So I sent Jim a text and I was like, look what I found. And uh, I started dragging this thing out, came down the creek bottom. He came and met me where I was dragging it out. And yeah, he was super stoked, super grateful, very happy. And uh, yeah, it, it was just such a great experience for him and for me. And I told Jim, I was like, I was like, listen, bud, I was like, this doesn't happen all the time, but you've got about 10 years worth of hunting experience wrapped up in one day. I was like, you got the you know, the frustration of seeing deer and leaving, um, the frustration of your equipment, uh, having trouble getting up in the tree. I didn't cover that, but we're not going to talk about that. But anyway, you know, the excitement of seeing your arrow bloodied up and seeing decent blood, having to track, having the feeling, uh, of, and the sickness of not finding the deer, then the reward and success and the great feeling of actually finding the deer. And then, of course, the fun part is cleaning and dragging. So, I mean, he got a full-fledged hunting experience. And, I mean, it, it was great. He got 
I mean, there's a roller coaster of emotions that went into that hunt, but it was so cool. And as probably, I think out of all the guided hunts, I mean, I've had a lot of great, great experiences guiding hunters and a lot of fun times, and a lot of wonderful memories. But this one I think is probably the best experience that I had ever had hunting, guiding a hunter. And I mean, as far as hunting experiences, I mean, I'm going to put this one up in like my top 10. Uh, no, not top 10, top five, uh, personal hunting experiences for me, even though I didn't shoot anything, this is definitely a top five, um, a great experience. And yeah, I'll definitely look forward to hunting with Jim again next year, but yeah, I mean that that's really it in a nutshell. You know, Jim cleaned it up. He did really good. He wanted to learn everything. We showed him how to field dress the animal. We drug it out. He's like, I want to drag it out myself. I was like, okay, well, I'll give you about five minutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, we're dragging this deer out and he's, he's huffing and puffing. And I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, it's so much easier when you have a buddy. I was like, if you got a buddy, I was like, don't do it yourself. So I grab a leg and we are dragging this thing out and it took us real quick to get him to the truck. But yeah, once we got back to the house, we hung it up. I showed him how to skin it out. And then we uh, cut it up into quarters, put it in the cooler. We let it sit for four days in the cooler. Um, Jim brought it back to me here at the house. We threw it on the uh, butcher table, cut it up into roast steaks, and ground up the rest into hamburger, which I do have that information or that video of the boning out the back end of the leg and cutting the back straps into steaks. Um, I'm going to be posting that on YouTube probably in the next week or so. Uh, just got to get everything put together. So definitely check that out if you want to see that. And I know it's a little late for this season, but it may help somebody out next season. So keep an eye out for that on the YouTube channel. That's really all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the story. It was a great experience for me. I know it was a great experience for Jim. And if anybody out there wants to go hunting with me, let's say if you haven't hunted before or you have very minimal experience in hunting, shoot me an email. We'll set up a date for you to get set up. I have most of the equipment if you need it to where you don't have to go and buy everything. Um, if you want to bow hunt, I do not have an extra bow for you to use, but if you want to rifle hunt, I do have some extra rifles. So just shoot me an email. We'll figure it out. You know, let me know your experience, what you're looking to accomplish, and we'll go from there. Anyway, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review or rating and review. Make sure you check us out on the socials. Like I said, YouTube. Uh, we're going to have some new stuff coming into that. Uh, check out the website, www.sizzlingarrow.com. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and uh I'll say Twitter, we're on there, but I don't do a whole lot on there. So really Instagram and Facebook are the best options for us. But anyway, I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. And I look forward to talking to you all at the end of the month with our interview show. So in the meantime, guys, like always, get outdoors, get in the kitchen, just simply make things happen and enjoy yourselves. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Sizzle and Arrow podcast. Learn more about how we give our members the tools they need to become self-sufficient in transforming their eating habits by visiting www.sizzleandarrow.com. You can also follow our hunting, farming, and culinary experts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. See you next time.